Our letter for today is U, and our word is uncertainty. So you might be very familiar with uncertainty, and you might use it on a regular basis or from time to time. But today we're going to talk about it in and as it relates to SIP, to STEM. Because, of course, this is our STEM information podcast, and we're taking letters A through Z and giving you a different word every day. Just to help you expand your STEM and STEAM vocabulary, to be able to talk about various topics and to recognize various topics that you might hear about in the news And we want you to be able to relate them to how they might impact you. Now, uncertainty, interesting enough, as I'm doing some research here, there are theories of uncertainty and it's very relevant for when you're doing very scientific experiments and um, trying to determine outcomes. So there's a whole language around uncertainty. And so I thought, since most of us aren't on a regular basis in the lab measuring things and writing technical papers about uncertainty, at least I would share with you some of the related words. And interesting enough, they pretty much still mean what we talk about or when we use it, but it now kind of will expand your mindset that uncertainty in itself is a scientific principle with approaches and um, thought processes. And so it can be used in any area where there's measurement. And it's actually kind of a mathematical concept or principle applied in science. So the next time you use the word uncertainty, Know that you are relating an everyday incident or occurrence to a mathematical principle and concept. So, never again can you say that you don't use math in the real world or after school. You most certainly do. (laughs) Just a little play on words. Nonetheless, I'm actually sharing with you from a paper written by... Berkeley EDU, that's where you'll find it, on the Berkeley, University of Berkeley website, berkeley.edu. And this one actually is relating to the classifications of uncertainty on any other, uh, on many subjects, but this particular one is on climate change and economics. So it's on the uncertainty the different classifications of uncertainty when talking about climate change economics. Now, so let me share with you. Now, this is an 18-page paper. So imagine an 18-page paper on the topic of classifications of uncertainty. Now, when we talk about uncertainty, we talk about probability, whether it's objective or subjective. We talk about ambiguity. And that's also related to what they call deep uncertainty. So, And then there's unforeseen contingencies. So, And that includes when there's uncertainty, you might have foreseeable 
or possible consequences. We talk about, and they refer to risk, because with uncertainty, there's clearly going to be risk based on how uncertain you are. And there's actually what I guess I would call, it almost seems like it's a poem about risk and uncertainty. And so let me share this with you. And the title says, The Unknown. As we know, there are known knowns. There are, and that means that there are things we know we know. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are some things we don't know. But then there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know, we don't know. Now, I think that that poem is awesome. Um, It's credited to D.H. Rumsfeld from 2002, the Department of Defense. It was during a briefing, and there's a slight adaptation there. And and you can even there on YouTube, you can look at the uh, topic of the unknowns, risk and uncertainty. So it makes a lot of sense when you break it down. There's things that we know we know. There are things we know we don't know. And then there are things that we don't know that we don't know. So that we can relate to in life. Every day we're having to make decisions and judgment calls. And we could be in various degrees of uncertainty. Okay. Now, the paper goes on now. Bear in mind, we're only on page four of this 18-page paper. One of it... One of the tables they have in the paper is a simple typology of uncertainties. So uncertainties can be, there's different types like unpredictability, then what they call structural uncertainty, and then value uncertainty. So the unpredictability, that's like the projection of human behaviors, not easily or not able to predict. So in some ways, there is a chaotic component of a complex system. That's what causes what we're referring to as unpredictability. The other structural uncertainty. This means we have inadequate or incomplete conceptual framework. We have lack of agreement of a model or a structure. It's ambiguous, ambiguous system with ambiguous boundaries or definition. There's Um, ambiguous processes or insufficient processes or relationships wrongly specified or not considered. That means that you have structural uncertainty. And with that, when you have structural uncertainty, one of the things they say is there's often assumptions based on an unclear system or definition. Now, the last one was value uncertainty. This means missing inaccurate or non-represented data, inappropriate spatial or temporal resolution, poorly known or changing model parameters. Now, this is all, again, as you break it down and you look at it, I'm relating it to kind of the real world. So unpredictable is just things like human behavior. You just can't predict. It's almost 
a component of chaos. You've got structural, and that's when the actual framework is misaligned almost, we can think about. Sometimes we think about our voting system or our political system. It's a structure framework that's misaligned. And then you have value uncertainty, and that's where you don't have the appropriate information, not all the information is considered. And again, all of these things, when you're trying to make a decision, make a judgment call, they're going to have an impact. And in our real world, we talk about and we think about uncertainty and having to take risk. You might hear me talk about taking risk in your career. Interesting enough, I, a gentleman I was talking to at a networking event, um, he moved out of a very stable position and now he wants to move into a new phase of his career. And there's a lot of uncertainty. Therefore, he's taking a lot of risk. And one of our quotes that you've heard us use, if you listen to us on a regular basis, is you have to lean into your discomfort. So interesting enough, I got a great email from him just checking in and saying that he appreciated me sharing with him about leaning in your discomfort. Because there's always there's a certainty in life, but you have to be able to take certain risk. Now, that's how I'm relating this to the real world and how we think of risk and uncertainty. So imagine that when you're thinking about climate or economics or politics. All of these also apply. Then there's, there's another table here, and they call that the quantitatively calibrated levels of confidence. So when there's uncertainty, you have different levels of confidence. You can be very high where you have a 9 out of 10 chance of being correct. You might have high confidence, 8 out of 10. Medium confidence, 5 out of 10. So it's about 50-50 at that point. Low confidence, you only have a 2 out of 10 chance of being right. And then very low confidence. So again, when you're taking risk, you, got, you can judge your confidence level. What are your chances that you're going to be successful? Now, the, another parameter around uncertainty, and this is using something they call the IPCC, uh, and this one is likelihood. Likelihood, again, what is the probability? And here's a word for you, probabilistic assessment. And uh, I like this, uh, this other terminology. There are categories defined in this table should be considered as having Fuzzy boundaries. Um, talk about scientific language. Um, this likelihood scale. So once again, you can be virtually certain, which means you have a 99% probability that something's going to occur the way you think it is or the outcome's going to be the way you think it is. Then you have things that are very likely, and that's only a 90% of probability. Things that are likely, 66% probability, then you've got that middle ground, which is considered about as likely as not. So somewhere between that 33 to 66% range of probability, that means it might happen, it might not. That's 33 to 66%. Then if something is unlikely to happen, that's 33%. If it's very unlikely, it's about got a 10% probability. And then you have exceptionally unlikely, that's a 1%. So you might want to download this paper and have it handy. So the next time you have a conversation about whether you're confident about something or you think it's likely to happen, you can tell people 
You can use this range here. You can use virtually certain or exceptionally unlikely. And I trust me, they'll be so impressed. But make sure you tell them that there are some fuzzy boundaries. Now, I'm, I'm having some fun with this and I uh, hope you're chuckling as well. But um, I'm just kind of uh, showing you that just kind of sometimes diving into these different subjects, a topic like uncertainty, it can be fun and intriguing and there are ways to tie it to and relate to it. So don't be intimidated. Expose yourself to new words, new language. Grow your STEM vocabulary. Don't be afraid to use it. Tell people about our STEM A to Z and they too can expand their STEM vocabulary. And remember, we're on you. We're almost at the end. But guess what? We're going to start this alphabet all over again. Come up with some new words. So we're never going to stop learning. We're never going to stop teaching. So keep joining us. Thanks. Bye for now.